Welcome to podcast number 14, Get the Picture, a conversation with photographer, videographer, Laramie Smith. I'm Blake Long. I'm Gage Long, and you're, you're listening to This Business of Beef with our dad, Rance Long, and Jeff Stansberry. Sponsored by BenOnTheBlock.com, where we are your online marketplace for timed online auctions, proxy bidding, providing sale video production, and now real-time broadcasting and bidding at your livestock auction. Hello, folks, and welcome back to This Business of Beef with Rance and Jeff. Thank you so much for tuning back in with us. Uh, We want to thank all of you folks for all of your fantastic comments, your feedback, your emails about upcoming shows and that sort of thing. It really does mean a lot to us that uh, you guys appreciate what we are doing. Uh, Hopefully we are bringing some value to your day. Maybe just a little bit of entertainment that day as we talk uh, beef cattle with you. And uh, as we share our passion for uh, this business and this lifestyle that we embrace, uh, we'll get to our conversation with uh, Laramie Smith uh, shortly. We know that you're going to enjoy that, but uh, you know, we just uh, want to thank you guys, and uh, I guess we're saying it plenty, but we can't say it enough to you that we really uh, do thank all of you for what we're doing. Uh, We have some share shout outs that we'll have coming up for you as well. So uh, you guys uh, sit with us tight and uh, we'll get right into our conversation. Rants, pretty busy month uh, for you. And uh, we've uh, rounded up a a pretty uh, successful September, I think. You know, September has been the busiest September I've ever had, and, and sure, looking forward to October, November, and even December sales coming up. Yeah, but the September sales have been phenomenal. Coast to coast, demand's been high for high-quality genetics. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's been an awfully uh, awfully good month, and of course, we have a great uh, fall uh, lined up, and uh you know, our business of beef herd is growing by leaps and bounds, Rance. You bet. We've got to give a shout out to some pretty good people I know have been listening in and sharing these podcasts. I want to say a special thank you to Gary Felger with Gene Seek. Uh, he's replied back with some comments. We asked for our listeners to reply back with some ideas they had. And appreciate Gary getting back to us this past week with some good ideas. And look forward to getting Gary on one of these podcasts coming up here pretty soon. Mm hmm. And uh, as well as uh, we had several people who reached out to us, I want to thank uh, Greg Schaefer. Uh, Greg uh, started following us on uh, SoundCloud as well as uh, I did not have a name for him, but his handle on SoundCloud was uh, John Deere One. Appreciate that. And uh, several tons of the uh, the cattle groups on Facebook shared uh, shared our podcast with their uh, group members and we appreciate that a couple of those were uh, the cattle page as well as the cattleman's connection so uh, we want to thank them and especially uh, those of you who may be listening to this members of the American Gelfie Association of course uh, hopefully you're aware of the uh, co-op partnership that we have with American Gelfie Association for Gelfie Auction and Balancer Auction and uh, we sure want to thank Megan uh, Slater at the American Gelfie Association for uh, sending our last podcast out to the membership. 
Yeah, we'll say a special thank you to Todd Bickett with TJB Gelbig for listening in on the podcast, and as well as Daniel Pruitt and Leanne Light. Again, those are listeners, just going to give a little shout out to you. Yes, and uh, Agri Exposure as well, Kay Kaufman. I know that Kay also shared it with some uh, pages too. So, uh, folks, we just can't tell you enough how much we appreciate you uh, listening in. And if you would, also be kind enough to uh, like us on Facebook and uh, just reach out to us. And you can also follow us on uh, Twitter at Bid on the Block. U.S. and of course you can send an email to us at uh, bidontheblock.com at gmail.com or you can uh, email Rants and I individually and uh, you can contact us get our contact information at bidontheblock.com as well so uh, we uh, thank all of you for that and uh, Rants we have a, a special guest with us today that, that you and I have known for a while and done quite a bit of work with you bet. We're going to talk about some sale preparation and getting ready for some of these um, upcoming fall sales. And, and for breeders looking to get ready for spring sales, there's a lot of free planning that goes in uh, to, to sale prep. And we sure want to cover some of that uh, groundwork to make breeders that maybe are thinking about having their first production sale, make them aware of some ideas they need to be uh, thinking on well in advance of sale day. Right, so uh, folks, we have uh, we have Laramie Smith with us, and uh, Laramie is uh, not only a, uh, a cattle breeder uh, of uh, Simmental cattle, but uh, Laramie has a, a quite a, a business in the uh, and photography and uh, video uh, video work and production. So, Laramie, it's nice to have you on the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me, guys. So, uh, Laramie, uh, you know, I, I guess that uh, a best place to start is that um, there is a lot of work that goes into getting getting facilities ready and getting uh, cattle ready uh, long before, way many months before that the first photo or video is ever taken. Oh yeah, people. I mean, it's it's a hard business to be in, but I enjoy it, and it is. There's a there's a ton of preparation that goes into getting cattle prepared for picture day, other than just picture day. I mean, it's weeks and months, and and tons of planning that goes into this. So uh, let let's talk about some of that planning. When uh, if someone were to call and uh, and contact you in in, a, in an optimum situation uh how much lead time would they need but to plan uh i guess you would say backing up on their calendar uh to get th- for optimum time to to lead up to to photo day and that sort of thing well i think 60 to 90 days out optimum time for people to to start thinking about that i mean they need to get those cattle and rig to have them photoed and 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 rig to be looking the part on picture day um you know you want to have that stuff done before the photographer gets there have them clipped and prepared um that way you just do the shining touches when we're there so that way you can get the most bang for your buck as far as number of pictures taken and everything to run smoothly it's it's also, I mean, a team effort. You got to have a good team there to to make picture day go 
easy and as least stressful as it can be because everybody knows that I get to see them on their favorite day of the year and every farm's worst slash favorite day is picture day. <laughs> you mean they're not standing there with a box of candy and everything and everybody smiles and all that when you show up? No, I love to be greeted in the morning, but sometimes I get that look from them, like they smile and they go, you know, this is my least favorite day of the year, and I just laugh. I said, it'll be all right. We'll all make it through it. <laughs> you know, Jeff, I think one thing to throw out that uh, most breeders need to be aware of as they prepare for sales is that a lot of times we need to be getting pictures of, of uh, cattle for the catalog and maybe some ads done a little bit earlier, having those cattle prepared a little bit earlier than, say, the bulk or the majority of the cows are in the sale. So mm-hmm. I think, as she pointed out, uh, those those picture cattle maybe need to be identified a little bit earlier so that they can be sorted off, a little better prepared, uh, and be ready to go on picture day, which normally is going to be at minimum about 60 days ahead of sale day. Right. Um, well, you know, it, uh, I don't think that you can, uh, as far as, as photo work and things like that, I really don't think that you can start planning too early, agreed? Oh, I agree. I mean, for my personal experience, as far as my family and our production sale, I mean, we pick out, I go out and I pick out the calves that I think are picture-worthy cattle well in advance, you know, a month before we're going to picture cattle, and then I have a list together and then we start working on those cattle leading up to picture day. And that way on picture day, there's no guesswork. We know, okay, these are the cattle that we're planning on picture, picturing. Whether or not we get a picture of them is, you know, a different case. But those are the cattle that we plan on picturing. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I try to give myself three to four weeks ahead of when my ads and deadlines are due. Um, that way that I can get that stuff prepared right end of the printers or end of the advertising um, people that are helping us that way nobody's waiting on you and that and that way it makes it go smoother and there's less stress i mean sometimes people the the worst thing is they forget and they call their photographer and they're trying to squeeze in some days and they're trying to squeeze in some deadlines and it's stressful for everybody involved i mean it if you're going to start a production sale this is stuff that you need to think about a year in advance you know you need to start planning you need to start having a timeline and then as things creep up it makes it less stressful for everybody involved right now um you know if 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 you do get in a pinch i I guess that you could you know accommodate as your schedule would allow and as the light will allow and that sort of thing but but one thing that you cannot do at the snap of a finger and that is put the condition on the cattle and have them at, as you said earlier in, in the right rig. I mean, I, I have seen, uh, some cattle, especially cattle that are, uh, a lighter colored cattle or, or white cattle that have, uh, have not been fed properly. And, uh, I tell you when, when you look at those cattle on, uh, especially on video, it's not very complimentary to them. No, I mean you want to when you go to when you attend a, a show or attend a sale or anything, you want those cattle to look their best. Um, you're going out on a date on a Friday or Saturday night. 
you don't go in your barn clothes. I mean, you want to look your best. And it's the same thing for those cows on sale day. You want them to look their best. And every time they're presented in front of people, whether that be a picture or a video or sale day, you want them to look the best they can to get the most money for your product. Now, in preparing for the days leading up to when you would arrive, uh, talk about uh, clipping uh, preparation and things like that. If you're going to peel cattle out and that sort of thing, what what kind of timeline, uh, in your opinion, is is best? Oh, I would say the first thing you do is you pray for sunshine on pitcher day every morning. And then, um, oh, I like to see cattle clipped out. I mean, two to three weeks ahead of time. That way they can, you know, if they're slicking them out and peeling their whole bodies, that way that hair has a chance to come back and those clipper lines are out of them um, and they just look fresher. Uh, Those cattle that you're clipping in, show cattle wise or your open heifer wise, that you're wanting to make them look their best. You know, if you're going to clip them in, you're going to be doing the final touches on them, you know, a week up to leading up to the picture day. Uh, you just my biggest thing is, is have them cattle looking their best because that's going to be the best for the photographer and the best for the customer. You know, I, I want to throw something in there. Jeff. I think I see this an awful lot in your position and my position on sale day. We work with a lot of people that sometimes they fall in love with one on paper. They love the pedigree or they love the EPDs or combination thereof. That does not necessarily mean that those cattle are going to be the most photogenic. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that if you look a catalog open or look at an ad, there is a wow factor to come with that. So we need to make sure we're picturing the ones that will picture the best. And you need to make sure, I mean, I'll put in there that, you know, having those cattle clean, a lot of people, they either go overboard with getting them clean or they don't put enough consideration in it. I mean, have those cattle clean and fresh looking. You know, I've got a question. The sale manager putting sale catalogs together. When you're out taking pictures, if you take a picture, let's say Monday, can I expect to have the pictures back Tuesday to put in ads? <laughs> no. <laughs> However, I can't wave my wand and make that happen. I wish I could, but can't. About how long does it take to get a picture turned around from the time from the time you take a picture, what's kind of a good time frame to get the finished product back? Oh, that's gonna depend on the season and the schedule and how busy we are and how many you're you're talking about. But I mean I would like I like my customers, especially in the spring and the fall of the year, give me at least ten days to get things turned back around to you just because there's a lot of travel time involved. Uh, you know, like this time of year, I'm going from sale to picture and video to the sale to picture and video and then you know, there's one day in there and ten days you might have a down day. Well that one day you're just trying to get all your picture and video and done, talk to all the or your editing done and trying to talk to the breeders and the ad coordinators and get everything in line. And I, that 10-day window gives gives me a nice opportunity. I know each person is different, but I do all my own picturing 
in editing of videos and pictures myself. So it's all in-house with me, and that, and that's how long it takes me, and that's a good time for me. So let's talk about the um, let's talk about still prior to the day of taking the the photographs and video, and that is is getting preparing for you to get there in panning the cattle to to make things efficient like especially if you're doing not not just for photographs but i guess we're talking about videos too if you're videoing everything for uh for a sale where you're going to post videos online or you're selling uh with uh with screens and not having the cattle come through on on having those cattle there waiting and ready and I think that there are a lot of people like like I, I just had a, a gentleman that was a Gelfie breeder that just called me up, and they're doing their first sale, their first production, their bull sale this fall. Now, they have they have sold cattle and consignment sales and that sort of thing, but actually this is their first run at doing a production sale. So I don't think that you could take for granted that just because somebody's been in the cattle business a long time and they have marketed something that that they can still use some pointers when it comes to setup and having everything right. So in a perfect world, if you could tell them what it is that you would really like them to have, what would that be? When you're having when you have your videographer or photographer come, I mean the most important thing is to have a crew there. Not only that the the person taking the pictures or video is going to be taken up. So you need to have a person or two to have with them in that picture pen um, and have cattle ready and on board. And you need to have two or three people back at the shoots if you're getting them prepared as they're coming in or if they're prepared and you're just videoing them and you're not having to clean them up. You, you still need to have a person or two back there bringing them to you and keeping the pen full because you want to maximize your day and your time and your help. I mean, we all know that we all pray for sunshine on picture and video day, but when you do have a picture day like that, it's full of sunshine. You want to maximize it and be able to get those cattle through there in an efficient time. And, you know, us as photographers have talked a lot and there's kind of a theory. If you don't get it in the first 60 seconds that they're in there, you're going to fight for the next 15 to try to get a good one. And those cattle get uncomfortable and they're not natural. And, um, I think, I think that's it. You got to have, you got to be, everybody's got to be on their toes. So the more fresh people can be throughout the day and the more help you can have, the better you're doing. Now there can be too many people in the picture pen, but you can't have too many people back behind getting cattle ready to keep you busy and full in the pen. You know, one comment I'll throw out, or one question I'm going to throw out, is I'm usually there ahead of of this particular moment, uh, going through and visiting with people about their sale and their sale offering. If they're having their first time sale, they always ask, well, "What do I need for a picture pen? Or what do I need for a video pen?" And I think maybe each photographer is a little bit different in what they like to have. But what do you prefer to have? Uh, I prefer, prefer my pen to be at least 60 foot wide and at least 120 foot long. Now, saying that, the sun comes up in the east, so in the morning, you typically want to shoot towards the west, so the, so the light is at your back but on the cow side that you're shooting at, and vice versa of an evening. Um, 
and you got to follow that sun around to get the best lighting as possible all day. And that's, I mean, I like to give cattle a bigger pin um, than most maybe because I think cattle look better when they come out there and naturally do it. And usually you can give them enough space uh, to come out there. And, and if you get away from them enough, everybody gets away from them and you can distract them at a distance and they can see you, they'll cock right off and, and look like a million bucks. And I think that's, that's what I personally get along the best with. So I can stay away from the animal there's less pressure on them and they'll come out there and naturally do it. And I think the more excited and the, if they do take a longer time, everybody gets on their pressure points more, the cattle get nervous and worked up and the people get nervous and worked up and it, it can turn into a frustrating occurrence that doesn't need to be happening. Just give them some space and let the cattle come out there and naturally do it. So it, it used to be, um, you know, years ago when you'd have photographers that a lot of photographers say, I mean, I, I've worked for some guys way back when that, that would make picture pens. This is pre-video days. And they would, I mean, they brought in dump trucks and dozers and everything else to make those nice rolling mounds and all that. And they 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 sowed the grass in the pens and all that so you could get those cattle kind of going up a little bit of an incline. So, you know, I mean, they, these days, it, if, if they have the ability to do that, do you want separate pens or you're probably trying to do everything at the same time? What's your preference on that? Well, I mean, when I try to do pictures and videos, I try to make every pin to where when you go to a place, you don't have to make two pins. I mean, there's it's nice if it has a slight grade to it for them cattle to come up, you know, and push themselves up that hill a little bit. But it, I think over the years that we have learned, yeah, back in the, the 90s and, you know, years ago that we like to see them cattle up on them mounds and they pulled themselves up. But it, they looked like they had a little bit more shoulder problems. They got steeper in their shoulder. And we've learned that if you just let the cattle come out there and naturally do it on a flatter level or surface, that they look just as good. Um, and it's easier on the people, you know, if they have a little bit more uh, level surface to work on all day and you're not hiking up and down hills. Um, I also think that it helps. The number one thing that people underestimate on picture day is a buddy friend. You need a calm animal, cow, old show steer, old elba cow that's been in the barn and is just everybody's friend. You need that cow out there that's calm, natured, and friendly to be in that pen for them other cattle so they don't come out there away from everybody, away from all their little animal friends and freak out. They need to have something out there that's gentle-natured that keeps them calm, that they can see, that they can get close to, to be their buddy while they're out there. Uh, I think another thing that, you know, we, we mentioned the grass and the sod. Uh, every photographer is different. Some people like it like, you know, golf course tall and mowed real pretty. I prefer my grass and my pins to be four to eight inches tall. I think it cattle look natural or that way. And I like it mowed and I like all the weeds out of the background and any junk or stray gates or trailers or anything you can get out of the back and make that background as crisp and clean as possible is going to help that photo more attract on that cow and not distract you into the things in the background. Well, yes, but with today's technology, can't you just take all that background out of them pretty easy? 
Yes, with today's technology, you can. I mean, but I've always been been in the favor of if you can make it look good without having to do that, then don't don't do that. Do the work ahead of time to where you don't have to do that and take all that extra time because that then gets into your pocketbook on your editing and things. You know, if you have a bunch of stuff in the background, you want that animal to stand out. It might take somebody a half hour to get all that stuff precisely out of the background and make it look good. And that's just more money you're spending out of your pocket if you just take a little bit of extra time and clean it up and make it look good, it's going to look more natural. The cattle are going to look better, and it's going to be better for everybody involved. Well, it's it's amazing the number of people who ha- are not familiar with with editing and uh, photographs or, or videos or things like that, but they know the word Photoshop, right? And they say, well, oh, yeah. you can just oh, pho- yeah. you can just Photoshop that out of there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess the key to, in my experience doing this, the more natural you can leave it and the less you can touch it and mess with it, the better off you are. It's better for everybody involved. It's better for the people that show up to be your potential customers. It's better for the photographer and the stress level of having to do that. And it's better for... You as the producer, I mean, you just have a better conscience on yourself on what's going on and and how things look. And you know, I don't I don't want to see a picture that comes out of the plains of Indiana that's flat as a pancake, and then there be some mountains in the background. You're like, well, people scratch your head. Well, I don't think that was quite taken here. I mean, <laughs> you want to make everything look as good as you can for that picture. It's where you don't have to touch it. I mean, you want to tilt it. You want to take a fence post out of the background. You want to change some lighting in there. That's great. Move on from there. And and, and that's, I, I think that's the best way to do it. Maybe you could take some of the hills from around French Lick and put in there if they're in Indiana. Maybe just, I'm just saying. Yeah. There you go. Good idea. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so um, supplies, that sort of thing, uh, having those kind of things ready, what's your preference? That's a good question, Jeff. I got a lot of people ask me, well, do we need to have anything? Do we need to have black paint? What do we need to have? That's a great question. Well, I think the most important thing in the summertime, in the fall, and there in the spring, late spring, is fly spray. Uh, my opinion, there's nothing better than a good good old jug of fly spray. I mean, the best fly spray, going to town and, and buying a water solvent fly spray is not going to ward off the the horse flies and all the face flies and horn flies you get. Um, get them cattle. You can never have too much fly spray on them, in my opinion, because about the time they go strike a pose, that wonderful face fly gets right in there, and they take their back leg up and scratch their face. Then it's never, it's you're never you're missing that pose. So I think fly spray is a something that you can never have enough of that time of year. And um, you know the the paint thing, like Grant said, you know if you got a calf that's got you know a spot that's a little tinge from the sun or something. I, I typically, when we're in the picture pen, I like to take the blower and blow the paint on and, and cattle like that. I think it looks better and it covers better. Um, you can use some certainly black paint. And, you know, people that have show calves and want to do that, if you want to dye them, I mean, 
like you would for a show, go ahead by all means and do that. Have them cattle ready and looking their best. And curry combs and brushes or anything you want to make them look good. I mean, you can never have too much of. Uh, things like um, oils and and that sort of thing. What's uh, what's your recommendation? I mean, final bloom. I like final bloom or um, get the olive oil in town. I mean, I'm not I'm not so caught up on the oil thing as much as I am fly spray. I mean, that's a personal preference, I guess. But sometimes you can get them too oily and they get too shiny mm-hmm. in a picture. Uh, I guess it's all in the personal preference of the photographer. Well, Larry, thanks for being with us on the podcast. I know that you have been a, uh, a faithful listener, and uh, we've got your feedback in the past, and, and we certainly always enjoy talking to you and seeing you at the auctions and working with you and uh, with the many different hats that you wear. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me and get my input. And I enjoy working with you guys and all the customers out there. Well, thank you. I think there's a lot of good advice, uh, a lot of good tips in the last few minutes. If you you listeners listening on the podcast here, as far as preparing for pictures and videos. And I think, uh, why don't you go ahead and and let the listeners know how to get in contact with you if they're interested in having you come to their farm or ranch to do some pictures or videos well thanks guys for having me on here and i appreciate it and anybody that has any questions about picture day i mean each photographer and videographer has their own ideas um but if you want to work with me and and i'd be love to work with each one of you or give you some tips on how to make your day less stressful and better for you but you can get a hold of me just give me a phone call uh that's the easiest way to get a hold of me or send me a text Uh, that'd be my personal cell phone number is 317 409-9212. That uh, rounds up uh, that part of our podcast. And, uh, you know, we got uh, some great feedback rants on some ideas coming up. And uh, speaking of photographs, that leads into more on the marketing side, on preparing for sale, uh, advertisements and sale cataloging, that sort of thing. You bet, Jeff. I think that we've covered the photography photography you know quite a bit now we need to talk about advertising catalog preparation and, and the steps that are going to happen the 60 days between pictures and sale day and i look forward to a podcast coming up here where maybe we can get a graphic designer on the podcast with us talk a little bit about what all the effort they put into doing some ad work etc and and as and also laying out catalogs and and you and I can throw our input in there with our experience and building the catalogs and, mm-hmm. and laying out the ads and distributing them. And preparing that information and having it in an orderly fashion and that sort of thing. So all of that goes uh, smoothly. You bet. We'll cover that in the next podcast probably. Well, uh, folks, again, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you uh, tuning in to us. And uh, we have uh, lots of great ideas for upcoming podcasts. And thanks again to our business of beef herd that is growing. Uh, We really appreciate you folks. And uh, please also remember to uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us and keep up with us. I know that uh, uh, September's been awfully busy, 
and uh, October is going to be busy as well. You bet. Uh, we're going to have a lot of exciting sales coming up here the month of October. Uh, then getting to November with our national convention down in Fort Worth this year. And exciting sales all the way through the month of November and right into the 1st of December. I know Jeff, you and I will be at a few places together. And, and I know we'll be talking quite a bit on the telephone as we do about daily, it seems like. And then doing quite a few of these podcasts coming up. And for any of you listeners out there, I want to remind you, like we, like we did in the last podcast, if you've got some ideas you'd like for us to discuss or if you'd like to be part of these podcasts, drop us an email, either Jeff or myself. Uh, you can get a hold of me at rlong at ranslong.com or give me a call at 918-510-3464. And just drop me an email at uh, stansberryjeff at yahoo.com or my phone is 615-479-1852 or you can always reach out to us through the uh, bit on the block email that uh, you heard at the uh, beginning of the podcast as well. So with that said, folks, have an awesome week and we'll be talking to you soon on This Business of Beef. This Business of Beef is sponsored by BidOnTheBlock.com, your online marketplace.